Welcome. Quick intro. Really enjoyed this episode with Rio Lakeshore. Uh, I mean, it just, he's a brother who's, who really understands the, the deep spiritual levels of running and he, uh, he translates that well. I'm very excited to see what is to come for him, uh, in the coming months and yeah, enjoy this episode. Rio Lakeshore, son of the sun, league of champs. Welcome to the League of Champs, an arena where we invite everyday athletes, coaches, and entrepreneurs to discuss the methodologies they use to affect change and achieve purpose. League of Champs sits at the intersection of mindfulness and sport with one intention, victory. Join us. What up, what up? Happy Monday. If you're listening to this on a Monday... Uh, welcome to League of Champs. I got the homie Rio on today. Black Runners Worldwide. Rio, what's, what's good, man? How you doing? Greetings, brother Shannon. I'm well. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good, man. It's It's been a good good day today. Uh, the sun is shining. No running today, but running tomorrow. So I'm feeling pretty okay. good. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to the league, man. I'm, I'm happy, stoked to have you on. So uh, thank you, brother. Yeah, what's good? Like, typically, I, I kind of let my guests do their intro. So, yeah, you want to want to let the people know uh, where you're from, who you with? Yes, I am uh, Rio Lakeshore out of uh, California, A. Sunny California. Word. Uh, Afrocentric runner, if you will. <laughs> yes. Um, the dread runner, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Uh, bringing a heightened awareness to. Uh, what it is to be melanated and running. Word, I feel that. That's what's up, man. And and you grew you grew up you grew up there, yeah, or like a little back and forth between there and somewhere else. Or I grew up in, in three different spots, you know. Um, so you know, first and foremost, importantly, uh, in my opinion, uh, South Central LA Dope. is uh, that's the first part that I, I grew up uh, right off of Centinella. Nice. Um, and then uh, my family and I relocated to the high desert, and that's um, that's about two hours east of Inglewood. And uh, so we, yeah, I lived there briefly, and then uh, I made a a substantial formative move to uh, the Pacific Northwest in the suburbs wow. outside of Seattle. Yeah. So I moved there when I was uh, I was probably about fifteen. Wow. Um. And how, that's where I experienced. Uh huh. I was just gonna say, how did that? Yeah, how did that change your, your perspective? <laughs> oh man, it was uh, what I would call a, an influential culture shock. Wow. You know, it's, yeah. um, Ing- Inglewood and Seattle are night and day. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And you were about to. Sorry, I, I interrupted. You were you were about to say that's where you experienced. No, that's I was yeah I was just I was pretty much gonna go into how how much of a, a cultural shock that was you know it's uh, night and day yeah. you know it's um, coming from a predominantly Hispanic and Black environment and then moving to the woods essentially I moved <laughs> to the suburbs of, yeah wow called Kirkland so yeah. Wow, and like like heavy nature you were like r- running around in the forest with redwoods versus like being on the block huh. Right, right, yeah. Not a whole lot of running in Inglewood. No, that's the <laughs> no, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, I, I think that is the problem. Yeah, so. for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Yeah. Um, and so did you did you stay there? 
like after you got out of high school or whatever did you stick around or like yeah what was kind of post high school life like I did I stuck around I um I got into the music scene and um you know Seattle has a a very uh, amazing music scene and it always has uh, especially for um all ages you know a lot of underage uh type venues all age venues um so yeah I got involved a lot with that and the art and whatnot. Um, Fresh. Like what kind of music were you making? I was in the I was in the punk scene, man. Dope. Yeah. So my you know, my, my love for my love for music is uh is huge. It's um but that's you know, that that's that Seattle influence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I you know, I come from I come from the West Coast and you know, a lot of a lot of Snoop, a lot of Dre, a lot of Pac, things like that. But yeah. I always had a love for um, punk music and and the arts. And combining yeah. all of those things together is, is what you get from me. Yeah, that's that's so, dope. Yeah. That's dope. I mean, Seattle gave me that that outlook. Yeah, I feel like Seattle's been on the forefront of like punk music since since before before <laughs> i feel like in Absolutely. terms of america like that's where a lot of some of the best punk music has has come out of what uh were you like in a band did you did you play an instrument or were you like lead singer vibes like well yeah were... i uh yeah just little you know everybody was forming little bands and here then here and there but um yeah i was in i was in a band and i played bass and Dope. wrote the lyrics and and sung backup vocals but um mostly was just hopping around going to shows you know that time in seattle was it was a good time to be young and hop around the city and go from show to show yeah like what 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 era was this when was that i'm um i'm 33 uh this was uh around 2006 dope that's what's up Matt, like, how was yeah. the, how was the coffee then? I always think Seattle, and I think like, man, the coffee was <laughs> the coffee was lit. Right. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's the norm. It was the norm. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a there's there's coffee. On, you know, everybody went to uh, Capitol Hill. That's where we frequent with. Uh, yeah. Capitol Hill. You, you can get a good cup of coffee. Um, yeah. And go. Go to the U District or the Central District. You know, there's there's coffee everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Culture. We didn't really mess with Starbucks. We were from Seattle. (laughs) Not on Starbucks. Yeah, nah. But but I feel you. Like there, I feel like at the at that time too, there was just so much better. Like that's when like the small sort of batch coffee or whatever you call that like really kicked off. I feel like Seattle was on the forefront of that too. Man, punk music and a bunch of kids running around highly caffeinated is a scene. <laughs> like, yeah. A, the, it's, it's, it, it, you know, it bred the whole DIY thing. Yeah. For uh, real. Not to mention it rained so much. So it also, uh, breeds a lot of, you know, intellect, you're going to sit, you know, intellects and, and creativity. You're going to yeah. stay inside a lot. And yeah. Be creative. Yeah. You know, that's dope. And, and read. Yeah. Yeah. And make, make art. And that's what's up, man. And so, did you, how long did you stay in Seattle before kind of moving back south or like what was kind of? I did, yeah, I did half and half, man. So I, you know, it was, it was about 14 years here and then uh, close to 14 years out there. Wow. And then I, um, 
yeah, I came back and then left again, and then now I'm back, you know, and I, and I have a I have a family here now, so this is uh this is where we're at. That's but, home. Uh, yeah. You know, this has always been home. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. So. Word. And then, did you play sports growing up too, or was was it just kind of like more more art art vibes? Uh, creative. It was. Yeah, I, man. I am. Um, I'm a chameleon. You know. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I I uh, I did participate in sports. Um, you know, I played basketball, and then I had I had kind of a short-lived track attempt in the four by four hundred meter relay when I was in high school. Nice, but that was that was halted due to an injury. Um, but I, you know, I never really applied myself in athletics. Um, and in hindsight, it's it's uh, it's that thing of if I knew what I know now, yep. you know. I, I believe uh, success would have been inevitable for me. Yeah. But I, you know, I just wasn't really serious about anything, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, I just wasn't in that space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, youth, man, it's like, it, it's exploratory to some degree, and you just kind of, you're just kind of living and, and vibing. There's like, I feel like there's a segment of it, because I was kind of, I was kind of like you too, where it's like, yeah, I play basketball, and then, like I just didn't focus. Like I'd stopped playing sports and was just kind of more focused on I don't know chasing girls and, uh, right. you know, then then got yeah super creative like DJing like that stuff. So yeah, just like you know, kind of life took its own path. But I agree with you, bro. If I if I knew then what I know now, uh, man, I probably would have focused a bit more on the sports because I I just think it would have transformed my life maybe at a at a different point. But um. So did do you did you head back down to LA? Like when did the kind of when did that transformation happen? Like you're you're in the punk scene, you're in Seattle. It sounds like you left, you came back, and then it, was it just like all right, time time to go quote unquote home, or like how did that work? Um, yeah, it's man, it's it was back and forth a, a few times, man. Like right. I, I say one time, but it. It was uh, it was back and forth a few times, and then I, I met I met my missus, and um, she was kind of looking to work at a she's a nurse by profession, so she was looking to work at a, a good hospital in Los Angeles. So that's that's essentially what We're brought you out here. Word, yeah. And then, how about yourself from from high school till till now? Like, what's uh, what's the work life balance been like? What you've been up to? Man, that's uh, you know that that's been the challenge. I, I've been blessed to be able to uh, get work here and there, creative yeah. on the creative front. Um, Word, you know, through different running companies, and yeah, um, I've been able to write. I have a I have a few things that are coming out in the next few months. Dope. Um, but you know, I, I work in the in the coffee industry, and that that's that was uh that was all kind of put to the wayside once COVID hit, Man, you know, yeah, it's been tough. Yeah. 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 But, uh, no, it's been, it's, you know, it's, it's helped me to transition into something else to, you know, yeah. to really yeah. reach for those other skills that I have. Um, yeah. and that, you know, that's what I've been doing and, and 
training, 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 training. Yeah, yeah, Ad- adapting. The running teaches us to adapt, yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, man. Yeah. So when did you, through this whole process of, yeah, life, coffee, punk vibes, when did you find, when did you find running? Oh, man. Um, so I would say my portal into long-distance running probably arose when I was about 14 years old. Um, wow. That's back when I was living in that that, that small community yeah. in Apple Valley, <laughs> yeah. east of Inglewood. Um, and it's, I mean, there's nothing out there. It's, it's situated at the southern edge of the Mojave Desert. Wow, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, at the time I was, I was playing, uh, junior varsity basketball and, uh, because of my mom having to work remotely from where we, you know, a lot of, a lot of people in South Central, what they did is they bought a house, they would buy houses out in the Valley. Yeah. Um, because it was, you know, it was, it was affordable at the time. Yep. So we, we, that's what moved us to, uh, Apple Valley, but she had to work she still had to work in, in Los Angeles. So she was working remotely Wow. and I didn't have transportation to get to practice. So, um, I ran, I ran to the gym, wow. you know, and, wow. um, the first time I did it, I was like, I wasn't really phased, you know? Um, so I, you know, I ran to practice that day and ran back home and that I probably accumulated about 20 miles that day. Wow. But this became the norm. You yeah. know, it became my mode of transportation. It was like ten. And, it was uh, ten miles there, uh, ten miles. Was it ten miles there, ten miles back? Like vibe. Yeah, it was about that. And wow. you know, I'm talking through the desert. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, you know, it just felt right. Yeah. You know, and um. Yo, that sounds I, like like some uh-huh. Jeff Jeffrey Kwamwa. Like that sounds like absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, you know, some Kipchoge. Like absolutely. <laughs> like, yes, it's, but, a, it's a means of transportation. Yeah. That's what's um, so yeah, that you know, that's something that was it was it was stored in the hippocampus, man, and it, it uh it provided, you know, muscle memory for me that I would follow up. I I didn't follow up with that until later in life. Yeah. And I had this big stretch of not really running long distance for a while. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But yeah. that was my that was my start, I would I would say. That's the earliest memory I had. Wow. You know. <clears throat> That's powerful, man. And so then when did, like, when did you get reintroduced? When did it sort of hit again? Yeah, this was in Seattle. Um, you know, I, uh, I had, I had made it a point to run every day and, and, and try to get back in shape. Yep. I was, you know, I, I had fallen off. <laughs> yeah. um, as a lot of people do you know yeah, life yep but this you know this was this was uh this was different you know it's it, it was more of the it was more of a memorable moment um you know and so yeah i was running every day and there was a lake not too far from where i was living and um this particular day i was running everything was going really well my cadence my breathing the music in my headphones was hidden, you know, <laughs> um, and uh, I felt complete bliss. And so th- this is probably this is probably months into the timeline of me trying to get back in shape. Wow. You know, where I'm, I'm yeah. feeling good. I've, I've I've shed all the excess weight and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
And so I felt a, a sense of awareness for the ecosystem around me. And, uh, I had never experienced anything on this level with running. I had, I, I had the runners high and all that. Yeah. Um, but this, this particular moment led me to a meditative state. Um, and this kind of shaped my philosophy of what being a runner looks like to yeah. me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is what? Man, it's a, it's a spiritual dance for me, man. Yeah. It's, um, you know, in, in, in many indigenous communities, um, those within the community will perform, you know, they'll perform some sort of traditional dance and act of embodying their ancestors' spirits. Yeah. And, um, this is this is this has been my firm belief. I, I believe that um, this approach for me creates almost it's almost as if I become a vessel for my ancestors. Yeah. This movement of running. Yeah. Or a vessel for just spirits and and and, and everything around me. Period. Um, it's it's a space where I'm most human. Yeah. You know, we we, uh, we almost hinder uh, being human by excess stuff by material by houses by cars things of that nature but when you're running you're in such a natural state man like as natural as a tree you know yeah yeah yeah. so it's uh that's what it is yeah yeah i mean that's that's a that's a really powerful perspective and in philosophy in its that's what happens at some point right it's like yeah, as you're starting to get back into it, it really sucks, and you know it, it hurts, and you know you're trying to log those miles, kind of get your get your lungs under you, get your legs under you. But then, yeah, somewhere down the line, <laughs> two months, three months in, it just all clicks, and you have that moment. And man, I swear, it's like, yeah, it, it, this is what it sounds like too. Is that like you you then. I don't know if you chase that feeling, but it's like that feeling makes such an imprint on your brain, on your spirit, on your being that like, you're like, Oh, that's why <laughs> that's exactly. what, that's why I'm doing this. Cause I mean, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. It just all makes right. sense. Cause I mean, running for the most part can be strenuous. I mean, it's, it, I think for runners who, who run a lot, it becomes, um, a pleasant exercise like prime example i have you know my long run tomorrow and i'm i can't wait like i'm excited to run run tomorrow um but sometimes you know it's 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 a strenuous process like running is not necessarily easy per se um it's not it's not a leisure sport (laughs) right but man it just yeah that that's really powerful because at some point it does sort of just click and you're like oh and that's it's almost that feeling that you wish you could share with everybody that it's like, yo, there's this thing that you can do yourself. If you go out and and have this repetitive sort of experience that like will wake something up um, inside of you, man, that's really dope. So that, that happened while in Seattle and did you like, you weren't really training for anything at the time, right? You were just, you were just running. Yeah. I was a complete free runner, man. Like, uh, no watch, no Strava, no login time, no diary, no, none of that. Yeah. It was pure. it was all about I guess it was about you know when people go to church and they they find God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like I found my spirituality. Yeah. I, I stepped into the doors and, and uh you know I, I built up my spirituality. Man. And then and then it became more structure and and I was able to incorporate all that into the structure. Man. Yeah. 
super yeah that's powerful and that's it's great too because it i think too much nowadays and for a lot of people that are just getting into running or um you know i just you, you see it time and time again it's like you know folks are got their apps open and then you know it's like the next evolution is like getting a getting a watch <laughs> or whatever right, right. and yeah. you know the the time splits and the right. the just all the stuff all the stuff on top of it like yeah. you said like you know the car the house the the watch the shoes the the gear um and really running at its best is just pure it's just like put all that stuff away and just go out and be free for 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, five hours, whatever, you know? Um, so dude, that's, that's dope that that's what sort of grounded your experience because yeah, there's, there's too much stuff in the way now. And I'm a, I love the data, but I agree in the, in the context of, uh, it's, it, it is a really spiritual experience if you can get the stuff out of the way, you know? Right. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. I love the data. I'm a numbers guy. I, li- I like to uh, see my progress and all that stuff. But it's nice to see uh, where I am. You know, when I've been doing two sessions of mindful meditation, or you know, yeah, increasing my meditation throughout the day, things like that. You know, yeah. um, seeing that translate over into my pace and my cadence and yeah steps and all that it 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 really does work yeah yeah it works and so let's touch on that for a second yeah like what is your sort of mindful practice how often do you practice and how is that um how's that yeah changed your perspective i I always am hesitant to say uh you know made something better because i don't know if it always does right but yeah how has it changed the perspective yeah i so i my my practice is first thing you know chug my water and then sit down and and just have self-care time just yeah. uh you know with mindful meditation and when we when we were competing it was more of visualization i would kind of the race would kind of be formed around um mindfulness meditation and then visualization meditation yeah but I started, I really started sitting down and doing the work of meditation when I just couldn't get my heart rate down, man. Like, uh, yeah. it, was, it was constantly elevated and it wasn't where I wanted it. And my coach was just, he was like, man, just try this. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've always been, I've always done the meditation, but I, I, my approach was always to do the mindful meditation during running. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. So I never really set time aside where it's peace and quiet in my household, which is rare because I have a, a two-year-old and a six-year-old. But <laughs> yeah. to take this time, even if it means getting up super early, yeah. taking this time out, you know, and it, it, uh, it, there's been results, you know, there's been the results of, of um, the heart rate and um, just me being a more level-headed person, period. Yeah. 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 It does. It has uh, it has the potential to ground you in a different way, especially when you prioritize it in the way that you're doing. It sounds, um, you know, if you if you're sitting twice a day and and getting up first thing and prioritizing it, it's not to say that life still doesn't happen, right? And you're still not a human, right. but uh, exactly. it it does. It, it sounds like it's it's helped to you know 
ground, shape your perspective. And then how, how do you feel like that's translated into your, to your running? Uh, how, so two part question, cause you said something interesting. When did you pick up your first coach? And then how did you have the mindfulness transform getting your heart rate down and help your, help your performance? Yeah. Um, so the, the, the coaching aspect, I, um, I met my coach before I knew he was going to be my coach. Um, two years ago, I ran in the Pasadena half marathon. It's a very, it's kind of a, it's a challenging half marathon. It's very hilly. Um, uh, so I met, I met my coach then and it was kind of like in passing, you know, high five type thing. But I always kind of had him in my head. He's, he's, he's a, he's a black man. So, yeah. <laughs> that illustrates, the, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seeing your, seeing seeing another black man at at these at these uh, events is is kind of a rare thing for sure. So, um, but then the following year, I saw him again, and I had I, I had been training myself, you yeah. know, and and kind of just hitting these walls of okay, I'm not really making a substantial amount of progress. Like I need to find someone to help. And just talking to him at the next race, I found out he was a coach. Um, and that's how I gained, I gained him. And, and he's helped me tremendously. Like I, I've, I've, you know, it's, uh, especially with a lot of mindful stuff. He's not just, he's not just, uh, uh, your structured coach. He, he gives you other tools, Dope. you know, he, he, after, after speed days, he gives you this thing of, of uh kind of planting yourself like just going out in the grass and, and uh, lying there for 20 minutes after a a, a speed day or a long run you know just yeah. things like that yeah, yeah. or dancing things like that dancing after a a, a strenuous workout yeah. stuff like that um, man i love that it's it's amazing he's an amazing coach that's awesome um, shout out to uh to uh aaron larue word what well, i'll have to uh I'll put it for everybody listening. I'll put Aaron LaRue's uh, either Instagram or something in the, in the show notes. We'll make a note of that. Dope. Yeah. Word. And so then the, his, his approach and, and giving you the mindfulness, it's like, it reminds me, he, he's like out of the, uh, take a page out of George Mumford's uh, book. Yeah. And, and athlete. yeah, yeah. And, uh, how, Bible, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the go-to right there. Um, <laughs> Shout out Knox Robinson for yeah, for, for make, making sure uh yeah, I was put on to that 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 knowledge okay. itself. Okay. Um yeah. but yeah, what uh how did how did then the mindfulness training kind of translate into your performance? Oh man, it's it's, it's I'm trying to find a way to uh convey it it's it's almost as if i did the work with the mindful meditation and it my brain was able to then carry it over into um especially with my speed workouts i think i really saw it there where i was able to just really kind of focus in yeah and be aware of my you know my strides or or be aware of um you know, my pace and, and things of that nature. I, it's very, it's very hard for me to convey nah, yeah. what it was, but it is my brain 
switched. It took some time where I had to just practice, practice, practice with the mindful meditation. And yeah. then it, it translated over. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's, it's speed day and long runs where it really hits me. Yep. Where I'm, I get into that mindfulness. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Brings, brings some presence in and you just, mm-hmm. yeah, like a, a different level of awareness. It sounds like, um, so yeah, I mean, when you started training, then you got a coach Were you, were you focused on specific distances was like half your thing. Like, did you have something that you were like, all right, this is going to be, be my thing. Was it 5k half full? Uh, did you have a distance that you were like, yo, this is what I want to sort of try to target? Yeah. I, my eye has always been on ultra man. Yeah. 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 It's always been on that. Good for the and, soul. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 yeah. It's always been there. Uh, but my coach being the, the, the good man that he is, he's, he's kind of seeing what, where, where he can push me, what limits he can push me to. And yeah. At this point, I, he is confident that I can do that with, with no problem. But, um, I do love the half marathon. Yeah. You know, that's my jam for sure. Um, there's something, there's something about halves, man, that it's like, it's just the right distance (laughs) in a, in a way. I mean, not to, not to take away from any longer distance than 13.1, but there's something that like, I just feel like you can get into a really interesting mental space in 13.1 and because it's, it's not too far and it's not too short, you know? It's like anything right. less is 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 almost too short, but yeah, it, you can just get into a really interesting space. And I feel for those that like speed or or want to run a bit faster, exactly. Yes, you can push a bit mm-hmm. in in the half. And, and you know, marathons different. I've actually never run a full, but um, you gotta pace yourself differently. Yeah, now with that marathon. it's just a different level of pacing, and I feel like for thirteen point one, while there's there's definitely some pacing strategy there, um, you can just push you can push the throttle a little bit harder. So absolutely, yeah, I, yeah. That that's a, that's definitely a race where I, I do reach that um, that mental space of of being there, but elsewhere. It's it's wild. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a changed it changed it's a different state of consciousness almost it's like you right. you go Absolutely. into a different space um which is yeah that's super dope so so are you, you're training for ultra now then yeah or are you is that kind of I'm training for the speed project oh yeah. dope yes so you're gonna do um, uh, uh-huh. speed project Vir- virtual yeah. yeah it's virtual this year yeah it's virtual yes and we uh my team, we've decided to do Santa Monica to Mexico border. Sick. So, um, um, and I'll be I'll be doing fifty to sixty miles in that. Wow! And when does my porch. when does that kick off? September fifth to the sixth. Dope. We'll have to follow along. Shout out to the Speed Project. Uh, for those, do you want to just like yeah? Can you explain for those that might not know what the Speed Project is, right quick? This is uh this is my my first year doing it, but um. Oh man, I'm not even going to, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I can sort of, I, jump in. I, th- I tried to, insert, yeah. yeah, I tried to throw it to you because I mean, I'm, fami- <laughs> I'm super familiar, but I can't give the exact detail off the top of my head. The, the long short of it that I know is it doesn't, 
where does it typically start? It doesn't it start in Vegas? It's, it ends in Vegas. It's, it's uh, it, I think it ends in Vegas. Yes, it ends. It, it ends in it Vegas, in, uh-huh. and it starts. Um, I thought it started in L.A. somewhere. No, it starts in Los Angeles. Yes, and yeah, the whole, the whole premise is, um, getting from point A to point Z essentially. There's no, there's no course, right? There's no, right. you can take any direction. You just can't cheat. <laughs> essentially. Exactly. Like exactly. you can, you, you create your own, uh, you create your own essentially route and right. you, how it's okay. So I just pulled it up. I was like, I got, we got to explain this because the spree project is like, I think right now out of just like pure running events out of, you know, jumping in like your more traditional like Boston Marathons or Chicago Marathon or New York Marathon or even heck Berlin or, you know, some of the more prominent international stops on on the running circuit. This is like it's the runner's runner. It's like the runner's race. If you can, <laughs> there's no other way I can put it. It's like all the hardcore sort of everyday running athletes uh yeah i see yeah getting jumping in this um mm-hmm. and it's sure. a it's a thing it's a 340 mile desert relay so yeah from la to vegas um i can't remember how many people are allowed on a team there i mean we have we have six we have the og team which is uh it's two women four men um but I can't remember how many you can have. Okay. Um, you can do it by yourself if you want. Where? You know, that's, that's dope. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Yeah, it, it's like it's there are no rules almost from what I remember. Right. Like there's like the the rules are pretty loose. Um, right. What I'll do is I'll link the speed project in the notes because we're doing a horrible job at just <laughs> explaining yeah, it. Yeah, sorry, sorry, TSP. Yeah, yeah, sorry, but in so many words, uh, it's a it's a three hundred and forty mile relay from Santa Monica to Vegas. Um, I think typically teams are from maybe five to like maybe ten people at most. Um, and yeah, you relay like everybody runs a certain element. Uh, or a certain amount of, of miles. And then, um, yeah, that's, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) First, first team to Vegas win, or it's like shortest amount of time to, uh, to Vegas wins, uh, as as I understand it. So, uh, yeah, well, I'll link this year. It's, it's not to Vegas. So, you know, you can kind of create your own, your own route. I know of a few teams just doing it around a track, which is insane. that is uh, that's insane. That's not, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No. Because you I still is, is there a mi- is there a mile marker on it this year? Like you have to run a certain amount of miles virtually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I Again, I am. Uh, I'm just running it. You know, as, as you can tell, I, I have. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really done the research myself, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, me me either. I know enough to know. <laughs> so, so we'll link we'll link that up in the in the note so we can if anyone is interested in, in knowing more, you can get um a bit more detail on the speed project. But it is it is super dope. Um word man. So then 
it sounds like, yeah, you're training for that, you know, a very sort of spiritual perspective on running. What else outside of mindfulness, um, you know, like what's your recovery like or, or your nutrition? Like what are you, what are you eating? Uh, how are you stretching? Are you doing like mobility stuff too? We're, we're laying in some grass, it sounds like. I'm definitely trying that after my, yeah, my the, 80 the minutes tomorrow. The, the, the planting, the, the uh, or the grounding plants, I keep saying plants, the grounding, uh, you know, dancing. Yeah. Just so you, you know, you want to, a lot of people just sit down, they don't stretch after, they don't foam roll, they don't, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I train, uh, I train seven days a week. Wow. And I have my five days of easy recovery runs. Yep. Generally, uh, seven to eight mile recovery runs with three on top later in the evening. And I've been, um, I've been doing that with my son actually. Dope. I have a six-year-old son. He's been doing the three on top with me. He nice. he he has a goal of reaching 100 miles by December, which he's gonna crush. That's so um, dope. Yeah. The future. Um, so yeah, the future is bright. Um, yeah. So I yeah so I seven days a week, uh, five days of easy recovery pace, um, a day of speed, and a day of long runs which is for me, it's, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a proud member of, uh, you know, the, the church of long run <laughs> church of Sunday long run. Yeah. So I, I do, I do, uh, 13, 20 miles on, on, on those Sundays. Wow. So you, you, you have no, there's no day off then you're, you're, you're seven, you're no seven days off, seven days yeah. off. That's dope. Seven days on. And I need it, man. I, I would go crazy if I took a day off. Yeah, yeah. And that dude, that's that's what I love about this sport is that when you, you, you get bit by that bug or whatever it is, and then it's almost like when you don't run, something doesn't feel right. It's like you have to. Right. You, you almost have to run. It It's tough to explain. It's almost kind of like you trying to describe kind of what happened. It's what, food, man. It, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's manna. It's, it becomes such a part of your your genome, your your, your DNA, that like you Absolutely. just, you must, I must run. Like I don't have a choice. Right. I have to get up and run. That's dope because, um, yeah, for a lot of people that are training, even in training blocks, you know, it's typically you might be five days on with some active recovery one day and a day off, but you are right. taking, uh, you know, if we, if we look at, uh, all the Kenyans and, and, uh, you know, Kometo and Kipchoge and, right, uh, right. you know, Mo and like a lot of those dudes are, yeah, it's twice, you know, easy run in mm-hmm. the morning, uh, another run in the, the evening. Um, right. And yeah, with with some. Temper. I mean, super easy pace. You know, Kipchoge is he does his pace. I I usually do like an eight thirty pace, and I I think Kipchoge does somewhere around nine. Wow. Yeah. Super. Like at first, I when my coach was like, "Okay, you're gonna do these eight thirty um, easy pace runs." For me, I was it was torture. I, I wanted to just always go fast, Yeah, you know, but I've learned to embrace it. Man, you know? slow down, mm-hmm. slow down. It like, I had to learn that the hard way too. It's like, you just, you can't beat up your body, but trying to run fast every day. And right. those, those eight thirty sort of easy day runs 
build such aerobic like stamina you know Absolutely. like it, that that is the foundation of of your running right there is like run slow for a long <laughs> and then run fast for short <laughs> and then right. do a longer one you know your long long run and then yeah you'll find right. your you'll find your space in between so then how long are your your long runs what's that pace like like your Sunday. I mean, if I'm if so, this Sunday I have I have a twenty miler uh-huh. uh, at a at eight thirty pace. So I it's gonna take me a couple hours, which yeah. I love. Yeah, yeah. I love that time now. Yeah. At first it was it was torture, man. But I can kill uh, two podcasts sometimes. Or, <laughs> yeah. You know, I can. <laughs> yep. I can listen to a crazy mix. Yeah. I can, you know, there's so many. There's you know, so I can many. listen to uh, a mindful athlete. You know, yeah. it's it's a good space of, of taking time, you know, yeah. to myself. Yeah, yeah, super dope. And I mean, bro, that everything we're talking about that that element of self care. It's like that's another thing that I wish we could share with like our other brothers and sisters and just the world in general. Is um, is that that feeling? You know, because it's like you finish that that long run after a couple hours, and and it's really tough to convey. I mean, psychologically, we could probably get into to the science of it, you know, like every all the chemicals running through your body naturally, um, you know, the cannabinoid receptors in your in your brain firing, but it it really does it it just shapes so much uh, for mood and and psychology and obviously physiologically too. That yeah, I mean they call it runner's high, but it's, it's more than that. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's such a spiritual, it's such a spiritual, uh, place that, that you're able to go. That's, that's super dope, man. And so, yeah, kind of like finally just to put a period on this wonderful <laughs> sentence. I feel like this is, this has been the most spiritual running interview that I've, that I've had thus far, <laughs> which is dope. Cause this is to me, like when I talk to, so there's a run, run club, run group, run team, if you would, out of Detroit, Michigan called we run three, run three. And, um, both Lance, Lance Woods and Joe Robinson are the founders. And they too just have a very spiritual approach uh, right. perspective to, to this thing called running and they've seen how it's transformed their own lives. And because, you know, they have this run club in, in Detroit too. Um, they've seen, how, they've seen how it's transformed the community's lives, you know, down to like what people are eating. Like they're, they're full on vegetarian now. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it is a, tra- it's, it's such a transformative process, which is dope. And it's, it's fresh cause you've been able to really sort of embody that in a lot of what you've talked about, um, you know, really embodies like why we get out and, and run every day. But yeah, to kind of like put a period on the on the, the the paragraph, if you would. Uh, you know, obviously this year it's been interesting. We'll say <laughs> to keep it light in in many ways, shapes, and forms. Obviously, a pandemic, um, which has been crazy in itself. But um the fever pitch of, of black lives matter. What we saw with Ahmaud Arbery, um, obviously George Floyd and, and many others, but I feel like running while black has taken on a whole new definition this year. Yeah. And yeah. How, how, how has it been sitting with that for you? And like, 
has it been challenging at all or is it is it still the free space that you've always known it to be i mean it is uh it's tough man it's 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 something that we as black folks have had the harsh reality of forever yeah. um but i i think you know when we when we witnessed the horrific video of, of brother Ahmad arbery's lynching it, it kind of heightened that reality yeah you know i think for a while we may have been running around with blindfolds on, you know, yeah. just kind of, yeah. you know, we, we knew it was there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we kind of, you, you run in certain communities and you might get the looks or yeah. you, you get that feeling of, oh, I'm not wanted here, but to actually see uh, the lynching of a, of a young black jogger, who, you know, he, he looks like us, he's black, he's running. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that kind of, that kind of, halted that that freedom that liberty you have you know um and i know for me it put it put me in kind of an off-kilter running space yeah same. And i was just on edge and I, I had to find out i had to find a way to transfer that energy yep. you know into my training yeah um but uh running running while black has has taken on a different narrative it's yep. a very powerful narrative yes you know, um, and I, I think it's important for the youth to take that narrative and, and use it as a means of not not just not escaping, but as a defense mechanism, as something yeah. to get get away. And you know, yeah, uh, yes, you know, yeah, yeah. I feel that. I feel that it it can still be. Um, it's a powerful tool, you know to bring up Knox again shout out Knox uh you know it's he he said I, th- I believe in somewhere I can't remember exactly where but he was just like you know running can be rev- revolutionary in a lot of ways um it's a revolutionary kind of tool especially you know running while black with your shirt off down the street it's right. just like right. you know it's a it's a it's such a symbol of of exercising your freedom you know right. I've always felt that power. Yes. Same, 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 bro. And that's, that's the, that's the beauty of it. That's the power of it. And it, you know, it's running is so much like multifaceted in that way, you know, because, uh, yeah, it's packed with all that stuff. You know, you're still, you're still a human, you're, you're, you're black, but you know, all these benefits psychologically, uh, you know, physiologically, um, and yeah, yeah, you get home and you're like, oh, that was an experience. Um, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, that's, that's it. You said it, you know, the vessel, you know, you vessel, like you are the vessel and like running is like the, the movement, you know, um, right. which is like right. such a dope perspective. Well, word, bro. I appreciate the time today. Like this, this exactly kind of this elevated consciousness of of black running. These vibes, you know, it's heavy. It's it's brilliant. It's beautiful um, in a lot of ways. And it's. I think we're in an interesting space right now. Just obviously in the country and like what's happening. But I think in running too is like, um, at least I see it is like you know link up. <laughs> you know, the internet is great and like cats like you and I can you know build around this concept and you know folks like we run through run three and you know a lot of the homies in New York it's just like there is this this culture in this community I can't wait till 
we can race again and like pull up to some of these 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 joints you know it's like you know we got to get everybody on the same page and like do berlin (laughs) one year you know what i'm saying and just like like these heavy vibes and like yeah not to bring up Knox again, but like let the OG be the OG, you know, and like Absolutely. yeah, take take court with with this this young sort of new. I, I'm calling it like this new face of America running, but um, right. yeah, just positive man, positive vibes. I appreciate the time today, and uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the league, bro. What's up, brother Shannon? Yeah, appreciate it, brother Rio. It's been a pleasure. Uh, yeah, we'll catch up soon. I'll put uh oh real quick like. I'll put Rio's um, Instagram obviously in the show notes, but son of son of the sun, like you're, you, yo, he's got the dope, like the dopest <laughs> running mood board vibes. I feel like that, you know, Rio's in like all the tracks, like tracksmith stuff right now. Like, yo, he's getting the pub. It's mad love. Um, how did son of the sun, like, where did it, was that just like, yo, <laughs> where did that come from? And it's, it, it, it's it's just a way for me to convey all the elements of, of running that I love. The you know, it's it's the art behind it, it's the physicality, it's the some of it has meditative aspects, but it's also uh it's like it says, harnessing the ancestral uh need to run. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's pretty much what it was for me. Because I, I believe that every single human is a runner. If they're able-bodied, excuse me, but yeah, I, I I believe everybody is a runner. Yeah, so that 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 Sons of the Sun is really to just get you motivated and be like, you know, oh, this makes me want to go out for a run. <laughs> yeah, you know? for real, it def it definitely does that. I like some pictures you post. I'm like, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hype right now. I'm hype. It's it's consistent too. So yo, everybody check that out. But yeah, brother Rio, thank you for uh, thank you for pulling up today. It's been a pleasure, bro. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. I'll talk soon. Peace.